0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today.
1: Happy Monday, Dr. Paul. How are you today?
0: Doing well and ready and ready to go. You get some and, exercise
1: uh, in over the weekend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, but on one day I stayed in for sure. I'm we chilly. had a yeah. bad, bad day with yeah. the rain and the cold. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it made me do more productive work inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, we're well, to talk today about uh, a uh, magazine, journal, newspaper that I've been reading for a lot of years. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's been generally accepted, you know, by the media, by the individuals. Uh, that It's a conservative paper, the Wall Street Journal.
1: Yeah, yeah, But that
0: has changed. Different owners that come in and we, I just lump them in. I don't know what you do with them. I just lump them in yeah. with uh, mainstream, mainstream media, media and don't depend on it. But all of a sudden, but anyway, they're not by themselves, but they, it looks like they might be leading the charge of having a different attitude than 100% super defensive Biden for whatever he does. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're getting more objective. And maybe the market's doing this and say that people are sick and tired of listening to their nonsense, or maybe they have another strategy. It, may, it made me think about different strategy. And, <clears throat> and uh, I remember clearly when... Uh, you, you you know, uh, when Nixon, yeah. when they had to get rid of him, uh, they had to have a better, uh, a better face president. Yeah. So they took care of that. And right now it looks like they're lining up, but they might be running into a bit of trouble. You know, yeah. it might not be an easy thing to do. And it is rather amazing that, um, you, you know, that Biden has gotten as far as he did by being locked in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. really. So it, it's... Uh, it's something that uh, is, I think, a big deal because there is an attitude change. As a matter of fact, we've talked about it for a couple weeks now around the election. We thought maybe there'd be a shift. And you can understand why they might want to, because they might be in a box. Yeah. You know, what, what are they going to do? Uh, uh, vice presidents move up; they become presidents usually. So oh, we can't wait. Kamala's great. She's so funny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <It's> so clever, <laughs> <laughs>
0: entertaining. So they they have their worries. <clears throat> but the Wall Street Journal shreds the vaccine makers, Biden administration. <clears throat> Over the deceptive booster campaign. So they're taking them on. And uh, it looks like Biden has to be on the defense. But he has a good press secretary. She <laughs> yeah. can handle that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she can handle anything. Well, let's put it up. Here is the article. And we, of course, noticed it in Zero Heads, the first one. But it's, you know, if you read deep into the article, they do definitely shred, as Zero Hedge put it, uh, this bivalent COVID booster. Now, they're not shredding the entire narrative. But I think one of the things that we've been trying to say over the past, you know, at least two and a half years is that we believe that the narrative is so weak, ultimately, that that's why they had to control it so completely. And any crumbling around the edges of the narrative in this case, it is got to get an updated bivalent vaccinated booster because that's the only thing you can do. Well, the Wall Street Journal uh, and its editorial staff said no, they're being deceptive, they don't have any evidence to back up their claim, and there's huge problems with it. So, you know, th- this particular article is not necessarily a takedown of the entire narrative, but when you start seeing them on shaky ground, at least in our view, I think, if, I think we share this view, it becomes more and more dangerous and you are seeing more different things we'll talk about today I think
0: yeah I think what they're talking about is a false advertisement it said in the old days that would be considered fraud yeah and it wouldn't be difficult but most people have hidden behind the FDA you know they'll do the testing and uh, once they approve it and extensive testing but the big thing here is even the pretense of that they didn't do a testing and they just popped it out there then they just milked it to death about it so to me it seems like there has to be a way to overcome this protection that the Congress gave you know to the pharmaceutical companies that you can't sue them because it really is a fraudulent proposal what they've done in the last two or three years less so now but and, and this is why people are waking up maybe some of those things they were telling us how wonderful it was just just isn't working but you know at the same time we were reading about this and people you know maybe waking up in the right direction about uh, finding out really what was going on with these uh, pharmaceuticals Uh, here here's an article a a headline says the state moves to revoke Dr. Ryan Cole's license for prescribing ivermectin he's the he's still the criminal
1: yeah and they're going
0: to take his license yeah So it's still out there. It's hard to erase that kind of stuff. And there's, um, you know, even though there's been a major shift with the people who put pressure on the politicians, there's still a lot of people there that better be safe than sorry. But but I'm just wondering if uh, uh, Elon Musk is feeling the same way today as he did last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the, um, you know, one of the the other factors that I think that we want to kind of bring together today. And I, and I didn't show you this because I, I, I had it in my thing but but I, I didn't bring it out before we went on but I think you, you'll get why this is important Rasmussen who we cite quite often they do a lot of public opinion research and this is and we, we are going to talk about Musk later but this was pro- what prompted Musk to, to tweet out a revelation that was really fascinating was this exact study so let's put this next one up and it's pretty easy to follow Dr. Paul they did a survey of 260 million adults, that's 177 million people, indicate they received the COVID-19 vax. And 7% of those reported major side effects. That translates into 177 times 0.07 into approximately 12 million people, reports Rasmussen. The CDC, they continue, says major side effects are rare how many people does the CDC estimate had major, major side effects? So here, what they're pointing out is that 7% of the people that took the shot are reporting major side effects. But the CDC, CDC still maintains that side effects are rare. And so Rasmussen went in and said, well, what is the de- definition of rare? And let's put this next one up because this is the definition of rare. Rare is when you're talking about .01% of major side effects so by the own definition of rare dr. Paul these shots don't qualify and in fact they move up to not rare not uncommon but actually common because common side effects <coughs> between one in a hundred people and one in ten people one to ten percent so seven percent major side effects they can't keep calling it rare so there's more deception there on this so rice is doing a very interesting job here I think
0: you know When I was looking at all this, I got to thinking of trying to figure out these numbers. You know, certain continents don't have as much, and how does it happen? Some of the articles are as honest as they can be. They sort of throw up their hands because they haven't had the data to really make a final decision on it. But uh, the whole thing is... I think it's sort of strange, and we are going to talk a little bit more about Africa, but it comes to my mind right now in Africa. The statistics are completely different. They didn't get, you know, vaccinated like everybody else. So why wouldn't the superficial, uh, you know, amateur response be, oh, they didn't get vaccinated. Maybe the vaccinations and the boosters... We're part of the problem. Yeah, maybe the maybe solution. there's a new virus, or maybe they get something because they have interference. And you see stories once in a while like that, but but uh, it's it's hard to have the data because you know the government and the pharmaceuticals were so determined to mess this stuff up and and rush to judgment, and the judgment was we're going to make as much as we can off this as and, and as quickly as we can.
1: Exactly, and you you referenced this uh, doctor. I think it was in Utah, let's put it up next because, no, no, Washington State, that's right. Let's put this up next, this is from the Epic Times. Uh, State moves to revoke Dr. Ryan Cole's license for prescribing ivermectin and for COVID-19 vaccine comments. So he made some comments that the Washington State Medical Board didn't like Dr. Paul, and so they're trying to revoke his license. So they're trying to maintain this narrative. And let's do the next one, I just did a couple of clips out of the article for a couple of quotes. The state alleges that Cole made numerous false and misleading statements during the pandemic about the pandemic, vaccines, ivermectin, and the effectiveness of protective masks. These statements were harmful and dangerous to individual patients, et cetera, et cetera. He spread a widespread negative impact on the health and well being of our communities, is the claim, and that he provided negligent care because he prescribed ivermectin, which wasn't uh, allowed. And let's kind of dig in a little bit to see what he said, because it is kind of interesting. He seems like a pretty brash guy. He would have been good to have on the show. <laughs> um, he's the founder of Cole Diagnostics. He said in interviews with the Epoch Times that he observed a spike in unusual cancers and other problems after the messenger RNA COVID-19 vaccines were introduced in late 2020. He asserted that heart inflammation is known to be caused by the shots as well as other issues not proven to be linked that stem from introducing the spike protein in the human body. Now this is not us, this is what he got in trouble for saying. And then he says, here's a quote, the naysayers that say, oh, the spike isn't a toxin, he said, and he said, and then he continued, I'm like, the cells don't lie, and that's my defense. The cells don't lie. These people aren't looking at the cells under the microscope. They're not seeing the danger I am. Many of my colleagues are. The cells don't lie. If it's inconvenient to what you want to tell yourself, that's fine. But the cells don't lie. The clots don't lie. The damaged organs don't lie, he added. Pretty strong statements, but he's just observing what he's seeing in his practice. You know, things are turned on its head,
0: obviously, because here we have somebody that is telling us the truth from our viewpoint and others, at least he's stating a position. But he's not being charged with that. It's just that he's differing from the scenario. It's the fact that... The, uh, the, the people who have control uh, can't be challenged at all. So he's being, he's being punished. But now the pharmaceuticals who may do some lying and putting this stuff out and pushing out, they're, they're exempt, they have immunity. The Congress gives them immunity and, and, no, and no liability on that. So the thing, the thing has flip, flip-flopped. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> it's, all, it's also back to the issue that in our society today, if you're a good liar, yeah. you're rewarded. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of lying going on. It's still going on. And boy, beware. You know, you're endangered if you're a truth teller. If yeah. you're telling the truth, and then, then you can get into a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> well, it's just interesting in this article about him, that uh, if you can go to this next clip, because they admit that, well, you know, some of those bad, terrible things he said, <laughs> turns out to be that they're true. Uh, and this is from the article. Some of the statements the commission referenced as false and misleading... Or actually accurate. So that's interesting. so some part of the case against him is objectively not true. Among them, Cole's noting that natural immunity or post-infection immunity against COVID-19 is superior to protection bestowed by vaccines. that's been shown or indicated in many studies, including a study from the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and a paper from Israel. So even their own case against him, the stuff they said he said that was untrue, well, it turns out to be true. And the, and the average
0: uh, person Gets the TV and the pump, yeah. and they're supposed to be able to figure this out. And uh, but what their their handicap is is where are the people that we can rely on? In the old days, you did have people. Yeah. You know, most of the time you went to your family doctor and relied on them. But the family doctor, you know, for a long time did believe in uh, you know natural immunity. But here, <laughs> you can be punished for believing those kind of things. They're saying them out loud. So to me, it's a sad situation. But there's a shift. I think it's good. I'm glad Wall Street Journal brought the subject up. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, eventually, eventually, though, you know, I don't fear the fact that you can destroy truth. I, don't, I think it's impossible. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like uh, uh, you can uh, destroy the moon tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So they... Um, they they will work at it and they benefit by it and it's worthwhile for them on the short term if they can lie and fib and distort and make a lot of money but long term they can't change it you know if truth is truth No matter what you do, no matter how many times you lie about it, you you still find out. But in history, you find out, uh, you know, sometimes a year later, two years later, a decade later, sometimes many years later, which is sad and frustrating. But you still, when you find it, you you know, the principle is living in a society where you're allowed to speak it and work it out, compete. Have debates, and that's what was destroyed. Any yeah. debate at all. When when I, you know, at the beginning, how many times I, uh, I, I got upset about the fact, well, in medical school, we had debates. Yeah. They taught us that as a resident. You know, you take this side of it and this side and do your research and see what you can do to prove one, uh, one uh, form of tra- treatment was better than another. And, uh, and that to me was one of the, t- the things that was very helpful for me to thinking about it. But now now that's that process <laughs> is illegal.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thinking is illegal. <laughs> right. well, you you, uh, you, you kind of teased this one a little bit and, and this is another part of the narrative. This is the theme of our show today that's really breaking up and this is nothing brand new. We, we, we talked about this over the two years of COVID but here is from the Epic Times by way of Zero Hedge, Africa is starkly unvaccinated and starkly unvanquished <coughs> by COVID. It's a real head-scratcher. Uh, and go to the next clip because you can see, I have a little better clip of that graph, here you go. Now you can see the density of vaccination among peoples and you see countries, especially the US, Latin America, South America, Uh, China, heavy, 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 Europe, heavy, heavy, heavy vaccination. And then you look at Africa, extremely light, extremely low levels, 20%, 10%, less than 10% of vaccination. You would expect for them to have, of course, the highest rate of COVID deaths. Well, let's look at this next picture, and I will uh, apologize for it because it's not a very good, well, it's okay, I guess. But look at those red parts of this picture, and you see them heavy in Europe heavy in the U.S., uh, heavy in Southeast Asia. That's the density of COVID deaths. And you look at Africa and you don't see at all these kinds of deaths. You don't see COVID deaths, but they haven't been vaccinated. And we can honestly say, what is that? How How do you explain it? How do you explain it? You know, <laughs> a
0: little, a little minor common sense yeah. could probably do a much better job than what they're doing. They're doing a good job because they're distorting <laughs> the truth, and a lot of people re- rely on that source of information. And uh, of course, it's going in the wrong directions. In economics, it's sort of like when you have the correction necessary to correct the government's problems. The more you do to try to prevent it. The worse the depression gets yeah. and, and that was the best example was in the 30s but that's what was doing here they're pretending and, and they have a more intervention it was intervention and maybe it may turn out someday that uh almost all the problems were related to bad treatment yeah. you know because they they immediately took over the treatment the doctors weren't permitted to think you know and some of the doctors in a lot of things throughout history medical history it's the individual doctor who's observing and and paying attention to the patient and using maybe a medication for if he hears something you know uh was beneficial to somebody to test it and find out yeah. so they've made a lot they've made a lot of discoveries and yet now that was the first thing that they had to do you you're gonna you lose your job you're right. out of here uh, you, you lose your credentials your reputation and they uh, the the people who depend on truth and lying the 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 biggest enemy to them is telling telling the truth I'll yeah. tell you what that's that that they can't handle psychologically and they shouldn't be able to handle it you know socially either because people they should be exposed
1: yes absolutely exposed. <laughs> In jailed. <laughs> well, here's from that same article because the question is, how did they do so well? I don't know. Maybe it's something in the water. I don't know what it is. Nobody knows. But here's something interesting from the article that might point to a reason. And this is how Africa defeated COVID so de- decisively without vaccines. And it goes on. Part of the African continent's success is no doubt due to a fortunate accident of microbiology infectious diseases, pharmacology, and immunity. And I bolded this part. It so happens that two of the most effective treatments for COVID, ivermectin and (coughs) hydroxychloroquine, were also routine prophylactic weekly medicines throughout equatorial Africa because they have been known for a half a century as the most effective, applicable, and safest anti-parasite medications. And so that is an interesting Theory is because they were taking this stuff all the time. You know, and this is a perfect example of what I was trying to yeah. allude
0: to is that the doctors taking care of these patients and and they're not dying; they're doing better. And they might they're all know, also knowing they're prescribing these other drugs for other diseases, and they're doing better. And uh, it, it's the Doctor that's taking care of the patients that might make those first discussion, you know discoveries at the same time the other side's Purposely hiding it. Yeah, you you know if if there's any hint of it it, and you don't uh, Get you don't get advertisements from them that you have to silence them But uh, then why 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 and of course uh, we talk a lot about the uh, the profits involved and uh, it's just still hard for me to believe that there can be that much evil in the medical profession. But unfortunately, it looks like uh, there is. And I guess I get shift more in that direction than ever. I was probably more naive before because it probably all exam- it happened. But this might be the most extreme it's yeah. ever been. Th- yeah. this, is, this is a big deal. We know about the military industrial complex. You know, they, they build weapons. For national defense to defend our constitution and our liberties, well, whoever believes that, yeah. you know, a lot just, of people sadly And yeah. they still believe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So, well,
1: okay. here's here. This was a big revelation on Twitter and around the country recently. And Musk is in the news a lot, and people wondered <laughs> about his his vaccine situation. Um, he's uh, he's a fascinating guy, but he revealed I think it was yesterday, but certainly over the weekend. He revealed his own situation, and if our theme today is cracks in the narrative, this is basically a boot kicking in the narrative. Let's put this next one up. A very personal revelation for him. He said, I had major side effects from my second booster shot. Felt like I was dying for several days. Hopefully no permanent damage, but I don't know. And then he went on to say, say, and my cousin, who's young and in peak health, had a serious case of myocarditis had to go to the hospital. Now, he tweeted this in response to that Rasmussen study that I showed earlier about this 7% major side effects. He said, well, I'm one of them, basically, and here's what happened to me. He felt like I was dying for days. Yeah. I've concluded that
0: being rich doesn't automatically... Uh, qualify you for the best judgment <laughs> on how to, how to take your take care of your health because it uh, is just as absolutely bizarre. I mean, the guy ha- it has to be very very bright, but maybe it's in engineering. Yeah. It, uh, why, with all the information? You, you know, uh, available to at least slow down. You know, yeah. take it, take a breath before you take the shot. You yeah. know, but you're not allowed to. You have to. You have to, or you can't go to school. You can't play games. and yeah. You know, it, it shows you how incestuous. You know, this whole thing of uh, wokeism is. I mean, that, that's been worked on for a long time. This this obedience
1: uh, to the woke
0: position. Yeah. And uh, that, I think, is uh, the, the major uh, epidemic that we have uh, we have to deal with.
1: Well, he actually revealed why he took the shot. He said, and I don't have the tweet. I, I, I didn't put it up. But he said he was very reluctant. He didn't want to do it. But he also, he has a gigafactory in Germany, huge Tesla factory. And he really wanted to go visit it. And he said they wouldn't let him go visit the factory <laughs> until he took the shot. So he said, you know, I, got, I want to go visit my factory. So that's when he took the shot. So he didn't want to do it. He did it, and then he says he almost died. It's very interesting to see that. It's very sad, too. Like he says, hopefully there's no damage. Um, But his dad has been looking on at what's been happening. (laughs) Let's put on this next tweet. We both saw this. This is Paul uh, uh, Joseph Watson. Musk's father, I'm really afraid something might happen to Elon. He says his son is a bit naive about the enemies he's making. And we would add to that he certainly made a lot more by revealing his vaccine situation. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to have enemies on both sides. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that's uh, that is a sad story, but but. Um, <laughs> How, how do they handle it? Because I know of other stores when it isn't as complicated and, and involving so much money. But what uh, what if, uh, if if you don't take the shot and your day job and you're just a, a middle class income person and they say, well, you can't come in here. You can't even come into the plant unless yeah. you do that. I mean, th- this is really a tough it's sort of a blackmail. You know, they say, well, you know, and then they give you the statistics uh, that lied to you. But uh, and do and a lot of people who take the shots don't die, obviously. Yeah. So they're always playing the odds, which is re- really sad. But it, it's criminal because it's the opposite of how c- problems like this would be handled in a libertarian society, because in a society that believes in liberty, Both sides have to be in agreement. Everything is voluntary. Nobody is forced to do anything that they don't want to as long as people aren't hurting and and stealing from other people. So uh, these problems, you know, maybe like in Africa, they were taking pills voluntarily because they didn't want to get certain diseases and they were protected. And it turns out that that might have helped them with COVID.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. Well, hopefully his dad is not right, but his dad gave him some good advice. You know, you got to be careful. And it wasn't just the vax. He talked about the Twitter files where we find out what the FBI has been up to, how it's been controlling social media, (coughs) how the intelligence community has been manipulating our media and our thoughts. Uh, And uh, it turns out he's got a lot of security guards around and he can afford them. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) even the president, if you go the wrong way of uh, the deep state, you can have problems. The
0: only, the only part of the story is I wanted to get more information on this. It was a little sad for me to see the bitterness, the family bitterness, yeah. because uh, that can't be much fun. You, you can have a lot of money, but uh, no matter how they rationalize, and, and these kind of conflicts exist, right? I, mean, I know that, but they exist, and uh, it, it, it's, it's a shame. That you could be very comfortable, but then there's this difficulty on personalities. Yeah. It's hard for me to understand by father and son, yeah. you know. It's
1: sad. it's sad. Well, father knows best. And here's a family that doesn't have these problems. Thank goodness. Let's do our last story for the day. If you're ready to move on, Dr. Paul. I am. Here's someone we know, we know and love. Rand Paul says the shift in the Biden documents coverage shows that the media wants to ease him out. He was on the Laura Ingram show Uh, a couple of days ago, and this is reporting in the Washington Examiner, uh, and he has an interesting thought, and I think you and I have talked about this, if not on the show, certainly in private. Why is all of a sudden the media, which has ignored this for so long, why is the media that should be friendlier to Biden, really picking this up.
0: Oh, I know. And I ran sort of addresses that, Uh, you know, a lot of people call me and they're interested and I usually shy away because I don't want to distract from what he's doing, this sort of thing. And, uh, but they'll they'll come and say, well, does he call and ask for advice? (laughs) I said, no, I call him and ask him for advice. (laughs) It's a little bit different (laughs) (laughs) because I've never been in the Senate. (laughs) So... Yeah. But, uh, no, I think that um, uh, he, he, ha- he has it cor- correct uh, and that there is a shift. I don't think he had the magic permanent answer, yeah. but uh, there d- definitely is a shift. And it's, a, it's politics, and he understands
1: politics. Yes, very, <laughs> very well. Here's a quote from the article, if we can put it up. Um, if we have that last, I think it's the last clip. Put that one up. And this is from that same uh, examiner column. The media's startling change in the last week when it comes to coverage of President Joe Biden's classified documents case shows they don't want him to run in 2024, according to Senator Rand Paul. And here's a quote. I think if you watch the news cycle, there's a startling difference in the last week or two, particularly over the classified documents and perhaps over some of the corruption charges with Hunter Biden, he told Laura Ingraham. They've been steadfast in ignoring this, you know, for years and really not reporting on it at all. And um, a lot of people have suggested this, that They're realizing that Biden is becoming more of a burden uh, than an asset, and they want to get this out of the way. Uh, They want to get this problem out of the way. Maybe not get him out of office, but at least convince him, look, you are damaged goods, buddy, you know, (laughs) and you shouldn't run again. So then they can start a new and maybe we talked about Gavin Newsom or someone.
0: You know what I think really tipped this over is when when Biden have had these uh, uh, the secret papers found in his house yeah. and it blows his case and they're just screaming and hollering and hysterical. Oh, but it's different. Yeah. I mean, Trump is a bad guy. Of course, uh, Trump was a president and he did have different. Uh, it wasn't identical. It was yeah. absolutely different. But uh, this. This is what just ruined their scenario. There was always Trump, and they've been able to get away with it since t- 16. Hillary was able to get away with yeah. it, and they keep doing it. They thought they would never be, be caught on this. And now, all of a sudden, they, they uh, find out that, yes, uh, people, and they're skirm- skr- skirmishing around there, trying to dispel, dispel this whole, yeah. whole notion. But that's, uh, that is a, it's a sorry state of affairs.
1: Well, Ron Klain, you know, his chief of staff, who people say is actually the real president, he's out. Maybe he's trying to go to somewhere else. Maybe he's going to the re-election. But he's out, which is a big deal, I think. And one of the other aides, I think, took the blame. Took the, they, they, they put her under the bus over this whole uh, strategy of slow walking this. And I don't think it served them very well because every time... Anyone goes into his house, they find some Morse classified documents. Oh, i got to go get some towels. and take a shower. Oh, my gosh. You know, what is in here? They had an F... Now, the FBI were in there. They found some stuff. The lawyers were in there. They found some stuff. So the slow walking in instead of just being honest, you know, it's like you you referenced uh, Watergate and Nixon earlier. It's not necessarily the break-in. It's the cover-up that did him in.
0: That's right. But but I still think... That they they rem- they remember the story about Agnew even if yeah. they weren't born back at that time yeah. <laughs> no but but the Agnew thing everybody knew and it, there were Republicans uh, probably rolled over a little bit faster because there were <laughs> infractions. But when you compare pair, they're comparing infractions by Trump versus Biden. And my, my opinion is uh, uh, they're much greater with Biden. But back then, if you compare uh, uh, if we compare Nixon's infractions <laughs> compared to, to Trump's infraction, <laughs> you, you know, they they're rather are Biden's infractions. They're rather minor. But uh, Ag, they had to get rid of Agnew. And right now they have a better, they, they know they, ha, they can't, they don't have the freedom to get rid of Biden next week. Yeah. Because uh, then they have a bigger burden. <laughs> if you want, if they, it wouldn't be the way to build the Democratic Party yeah. is, is get uh, Harris in there. Yeah, yeah but this week. There was a positive story she has certainly grown up well, okay. <laughs> she's now she's now a much much more adult vice president than she was last week <laughs> and so they're they're preparing that but uh, they they know they they can't get away with that because I think that the damage is done for them but uh, I don't and I think they're squirming how do how do we get rid of Biden and uh, our option is uh, Harris yeah so yeah
1: that's it, I mean, I, I'm under no illusions. I know that the right-wing Twitter and right-wing media only picks out the goofiest stuff she says to highlight. But I mean, I've seen clip after clip of her saying things that just boggle the mind, you know. I mean, it's really, really bad, you know. As, uh, as many bad things as Obama did as president, you know, he, he could actually give a pretty good speech, and it wasn't too bad. But I'm going to close out, Dr. Paul, if that's okay, by just thanking our viewers. Um, I do want to mention on this whole documents thing, we did an article by our friend Peter Van Buren. We put it up on Ron Paul Institute website, ronpaulinstitute.org, and he has a really interesting, uh, fresh analysis of who was worst: Biden, Trump, or Hillary, with regard to the uh, treatment of classified materials. It's a really good article, as everything that Peter does. So I would highly recommend that. Again, thanks everyone for watching the show today. Back to you, Doctor. Very Paul. good.
0: Well, I, I don't think there will be a big contest there if you go by numbers, because I think I think Hillary's way ahead of the other two, and uh, I think Trump has uh, some defense that Biden doesn't have. Because uh, what they're saying, what they're trying to say is that uh, the responsibilities and the authority of a president is just a little bit different than a vice president. And uh, the, the vice president has been said not to have much authority at all. It's just of what the president decides to give him. But uh, that that is a, a, a situation that they're going to have to work out. And the Republicans can sort of gloat a bit. But I don't think, I think it's all, it's all superficial. I think this is just the noise you hear because the real battles uh, aren't mentioned too often, because the real battles the deep state against you know, a free society, against the liberty, and it goes on and on and they totally ignore that. So that's the reason why you can change administration, you can change the presidents, you can have bankruptcies and all, but if still, if you have the Fed printing the money for the noisiest people around, if the government can be run by the uh, a security state secretly and when you have have the CIA and the FBI in control by the political parties and they manipulate elections believe me that's a big problem and it's just not a one-party deal I mean one party may be worse than the other but that kind of stuff has been going on a long time and you know the whole welfare warfare state running up deficits that is a bipartisan thing' that it's, it's it's all made up because the people believe that interventionism the government should intervene, take care of you, make you safe, make you secure, and, and bring peace to the world, protect your constitution. Only government can do that. And only government can lie through their teeth and make that all the excuse to take over your life and your property. And that is what happens. I think the government has taken over our property because the income tax is a wicked tax because it assumes it owns every penny you earn. Then then the government tells you which part you can keep and how much. And then also, uh, if you have property, I'll get my own property and live on my own property. Yeah, as long as you pay your rent. You pay your rent to the government. So we're a long way off. You know, from living in a libertarian society quite a bit different than it was in our early history because there was a lot more respect for individual liberty and private property and voluntarism. And there's no reason why we can't set that as a goal so we at least go in that direction instead of capitulating and and just going for who's going to be the decider of the intervention. I know how to run things better than they know how to run things. That argument goes on and on. It's wasted time and until we get to the real issue of what freedom is all about. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.